0: hello everyone and welcome to this week's weekly update my name is jim bablos workplace relations legal officer and here today i have me with me maddie white workplace relations consultant hi maddie hi jim maddie so this week we're talking about an interesting case kimba v sapphire coast community aged care a new south wales decision yeah, so Jim, this is a case that addresses a termination for refusing a vaccination in, in aged care. Uh, yeah, that's true. So, but got to point out right at the start that whilst this was a decision of the, of the Commission, it was a New South Wales case. So, I guess hence the directions and I guess some of the facts are really going to be different and really not that applicable to Victoria right now. Okay, what is the background of the case? So Miss Jennifer Kimber was um, really at the time of her dismissal, she was employed as as a receptionist for Sapphire Coast, an aged care facility. We'll just call them Sapphire moving forward. And they operate a number of aged care facilities in New South Wales. Um, Listen, there is a background to this. So in April 2016, she had a flu vaccination, which was provided by her employer. And she indicated had indicated through the course of time that she had had a severe reaction to the to the vaccine, which really was around, I guess, skin inflammation, uh, which covered her face, neck, and she claimed also affected her internal organs for a period of time. Um, as we all know, COVID, COVID is is the uh, word of the last eighteen months. In March last year, the New South Wales um, Department of Health issued, I guess, uh, one of their original um, public health orders. Uh, And this required an employee um, uh, of an aged care facility not to enter the premises of the facility if they did not have an up-to-date vaccination or flu vaccination. Um, It also required that the operator of the facility take all reasonable steps to ensure that the person did not enter or remain on the premises or or contravene the vaccination requirement. you know, so uh, it was it was really far reaching. I guess as a consequence of this, um, Sapphire um, advised their staff that uh, come you know May 2020, all unvaccinated staff will not be allowed to work in the aged care facilities that they operated. Miss um, Kimba did not have the vaccine at that time. And she provided a letter from her GP. It wasn't actually a GP, if I could put it in that sense. It's more like their Chinese medicine GP advising that she preferred not to have the vaccine. Um, for for various reasons, and it was really, I guess, I guess one of the it was various reasons, probably the primary one was her previous adverse reaction. Um, you know, a series of further orders of, were issued by the New South Wales Health Ministry. In June, um, it did allow for a medical exemption where the individual could provide and document in in some type of approved format um, issued by by a, a medical practitioner. Um, you know where the exemption was necessary and on what grounds. Miss um, Sapphire, in, um, sorry, Sapphire, then informed Miss Kimber that he considered that, you know, she was not able to perform the inherent requirements of her role based on on, on the information provided. Um, subsequent to that, she provided her a interdiction form, which was supplied by her doctor, in which the doctor um, certified that she had had some previous issues. You know, from some time ago, you know, such as the rash, et cetera. Um, Sapphire then considered this and determined that the form that she provided did not constitute a valid medical contradiction, interdiction form, and it was relying essentially on the media releases by the New South Wales Chief Medical Officer, as well as the immunization handbook, the federal handbook. Um, bit of toying and froing, I guess. Maddie occurs from then, and she essentially was dismissed from her employment and she subsequently um, really brought an unfair dismissal claim challenging her dismissal. What happened then? Yeah, Miss Kimber then launched an unfair dismissal. Uh, Commissioner McKenna considered the matter and found essentially that Sapphire, you know, the reasons for termination were were valid. Um, And I guess we could probably just break it up into three key points. Firstly, Sapphire had not factually given a direction for Miss Kimber to be vaccinated but had nevertheless communicated that vaccination is being a requirement for attendance at the workplace, specifically, I guess, to her and any other employee. Um, uh, Secondly, that uh, if the direction had been given to Miss Kimber to be vaccinated, such a direction was lawful and reasonable in light of, I guess, the the, um, health order of the time. And thirdly, um, that Miss Kimball was not permitted to enter or remain at the workplace without vaccination and she could not perform her role as a receptionist or any inherent requirements of that role or any role really. And as a result, the Commissioner and the Commission at that stage of first instance found that the dismissal dismissal was you know, not harsh, unjust or unreasonable in any circumstance. It seems that the Fair Work Commission really did lay down what the approach would be, at least in New South Wales. What happened then? yes so listen that's absolutely right it really did indicate and i guess come to a conclusion based on what the the health orders were at the time so they weren't contravened really i guess if we were to say that but that was at first instance so then believe it or not subsequently there was an appeal so it was appealed to the full bench of the fair Work commission and that was determined uh on the 27th of september uh and he was um essentially concluded by a majority of two to one with deputy president dean dissenting not to grant the permission to appeal, the mo- the majority decision uh, with um, Vice President Hatch and Commissioner Reed, and I guess made the following key observations, findings, and, and I guess rationale. Um, and it's really I guess um, you know four key points at the start. Uh, the Miss Kimber's contention before um, uh, the Commissioner at first instance and on appeal was really that. The form signed by her, by the doctor was sufficient by itself. Um, however, this was found not to actually be the case because, in objective terms, uh, it really has to be a medical interdiction that needs to be supplied. Uh, also, um, you know, a treating the argument that a treating doctor was permitted, I guess, in more broader terms, to simply, I guess, complete any uh, any form indicating a medical condition specifying an exemption um was rejected. In other words, you just can't have a blanket medical certificate. I think is what the what the, the majority were saying. Uh, thirdly, that the evidence um, pre- that was presented demonstrated that the condition that she had been certified such as the facial swelling and rashing, um, was not really a, a valid medical contraindication for the influenza vaccine. And they were relying, I guess, on the standard handbook and expert evidence to, to prove that. In other words, it wasn't, I guess, within the parameters of the handbook itself. Uh, so the medical component itself also fell down, I guess, in summary there. And lastly, fourthly, and sorry, lastly, um, the fact that she did not have a valid medical exemption uh, at, around the time of the dismissal really wasn't, I guess, um, uh, really wasn't a legal prohibition, I said in that instance. So it really made the continuation of our employment somewhat untenable, hence, I guess, the frustration of contract argument coming into play here. Um, you know, the, the majority also considered public interest tests, and obviously that's made the headlines recently. And basically, um, and I'll quote this, the majority decision indicated said this and i quote we consider that the public interest weighs entirely against the grant of permission to appeal Uh, we do not intend in the circumstance of the current pandemic to give any encouragement to a spurious objection to a lawful workplace vaccination requirement this case had a media exposure is that true yeah it did and believe it or not it wasn't really based on the majority decision uh I would have thought that that quote that I've I've read out would have been the reason for it, but it was actually based on the minority judgment view. Um, The Deputy President Lyndall Dean indicated that uh, the decision was a serious injustice to Ms Kimber, which denied, I guess, protections under uh, under the Act. Um, I I quote, um, you know, The deputy president said the following, never have I more strenuously disagreed with an outcome in an unfair dismissal application. Um, Ms. Dean said that um, all, she basically argued that all COVID vaccines remain part of the clinical trial process because they had provisional approval from the TGA the Therapeutic Goods Administration. Um, And I quote this part here, this is not a conspiracy theory, it is a fact easily verifiable from the website of the TGA. there was other some comments made around, I guess, uh, the Nuremberg Code formulated in response to Nazi doctors' experiments was also mentioned, and Miss um, uh, Dean also said that coercion is completely incompatible with consent. Um, so there was some really harsh comments, I guess, put through there. Um, you know, Miss Dean also indicated that the cure was no longer proportioned to the coronavirus risk and was warning government's employers against hysteria and fear-mongering. In other words, really, I guess. Um, probably trying to draw out inferences around a two-tiered employee approach, either one, the vaccinated and the unvaccinated, for various reasons. Uh, And I guess one of the last um, key quotes is, blanket rules such as mandating vaccinations for everyone across a whole profession or industry, regardless of the actual risk, um, fail the test of proportionality, necessity and reasonableness so it's quite interesting i guess that the the minority decision here is really picking up i guess on some type of human rights uh and social rights component of an argument yeah so what can our members take away from this decision yeah i guess maddie there's a number of things um listen just to reiterate this is a new south wales decision and uh as, as it currently stands uh, members will be referred to the departmental guidelines. I, I think that's just, you know, the way we're operating. But it clearly does indicate something that we've picked up, that this is a very highly emotive subject. Uh, and I guess an exemption for a medical contraindication must be determined objectively and must be, I guess, based on legitimate medical uh, considerations, which in this case is referable to, I guess, objective standards and specifically to the immunisation handbook. Um, in other words, I guess um, members or, or 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 anyone else should really uh, refuse. I guess blanket medical certificates for whatever reason is probably what members can actually take. It is. And any final thoughts for us? Listen, I guess at this juncture, just to reiterate, uh, this was a New South wales century case, and we are awaiting guidance from the Department for a consistent approach, and I guess we will have a further podcast and or bulletin will follow in due course. Great. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Maddy. <laughs>